This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. Even as a super minority in the state legislature, the Democrats feel they still have things to contribute. But they put a plan together that's involved both Democrats and Republicans, Marshall University, West Virginia, West Virginia State. And again, that has been the tone that if we work together, we can really do this thing. That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. The West Virginia Child Advocacy Group, or WVCAN, saw a nearly 10% increase in children served in the past five years. Emily Rice has more. WVCAN operates 21 Child Advocacy Centers, or CACs, which provide official service to 46 counties in the state. Each CAC provides a safe, child-friendly facility where child protection, criminal justice, and treatment professionals work together to investigate abuse, hold offenders accountable, and help children heal. Kate Flack is the CEO of WVCAN. She said awareness of the program could account for the increase in new children served. More children are, are disclosing um, to mandated reporters. More children, are their cases are being investigated by CPS and law enforcement. And CPS and law enforcement make referrals to child advocacy centers. For Appalachia Health News, I'm Emily Rice in Charleston. Appalachia Health News is a project of West Virginia Public Broadcasting with support from Charleston Area Medical Center and Marshall Health. Appalachian Power's parent company will report a pre-tax loss as a result of a West Virginia Public Service Commission decision this week. Curtis Tate has more. American Electric Power reported Thursday to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission that it will record a pre-tax charge of $222 million for the third quarter of 2023. That reflects the PSC's disallowance of $232 million of the $553 million the company sought to recover from electricity customers for fuel costs going back to 2021. In addition to helping reduce the company's tax burden, the loss appears to have no effect on AEP's plan to pay its shareholders $1.9 billion in 2024, $200 million more than it paid them in 2023, according to an investor presentation this week. Appalachian Power did say Wednesday that it planned to explore legal options for the PSC ruling. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Curtis Tate in Charleston. Appalachian Power is an underwriter of West Virginia Public Broadcasting. Wednesday evening, Governor Jim Justice delivered his State of the State address and his 2025 budget proposal. Last night, on the first episode of The Legislature Today, our daily news show that covers the West Virginia Legislature, State House reporter Randy Yowie spoke with Senator Mike Caputo, a Democrat from Marion County, and House Minority Leader Sean Hornbuckle from Cabell County to get their response. Let's start out with just a general perception of what you heard last night from the governor. Well, you know, the governor said a lot. But I feel like the overarching tone was a lot of collaboration. He really touted tourism, diversifying the economy. And if we could start there, uh, think about this. I mean, the Biden administration has been huge with pumping dollars into West Virginia. But then when you, you know, take that down a notch, Senator Joe Manchin, Shelley Moore Capito, they have worked together in a bipartisan manner to help deliver those goods to the state of West Virginia. And then with the leadership of the Speaker in the House, 
Roger Hanshaw, also Senate Craig, uh, President Craig Blair. He's helped a lot, but they put a plan together that's involved both Democrats and Republicans, Marshall University, West Virginia, West Virginia State. And again, that has been the tone that if we work together, we can really do this thing. Senator Caputo, what stood out to you? Well, I think uh, Minority Leader Hornbuckle uh, elaborated on how we're trying to work together and do good things for West Virginia. Some of the ideas that the governor uh, put out front have been Democratic ideas for years. And, and I'm happy to see that finally someone's taking those ideas and running with them, like eliminating the tax totally on Social Security. That will help so many retired West Virginians. We, wanna, we always talk about how we want to help our seniors, and sometimes, you know, we talk a lot more than, than we do. This will really help a lot of people who's living on Social Security benefits, a, a, a Democratic proposal that's been around for years and years and years. And, of course, child tax credit, which is near and dear to my minority leader, Senator Wolfel, was talked about, and that's another Democratic uh, uh, initiative that we want to make sure we take care of parents who have to pay for child care but go out and work and, and take care of their families as well. So those are two things that were very, very, uh, very, very uh, important to me. And speaking on that, on that child care, which is something that we've, we've run with since probably the 50s as Democrat core values in child care and education, uh, one of my members, Delegate Kayla Young, uh, she is also working to complement the Senator uh, Mike Wolfel's ideas and doing some really, really innovative things in child care, as am I. Uh, so we're really excited about the opportunity to help a lot of our families. In fact, do you both get the feeling in both of your chambers that I, we hear from the leadership as well and the governor that just something with child care is going to happen this session? It has to happen. I mean, and you got to think about it. I mean, we're talking about the economy. We can't have a robust economy if we don't have child care. We've got to make sure people can get to work, that they can put their child uh, in a good place to keep learning, not just the care. And so it's wildly important for our economy to keep growing. We talked about education. And last night we heard the governor talk a little bit about school choice, talked about a certain amount of money that would go to enhance charter schools. Yet he spent a lot of time talking about the value of public schools and people should be involved. Uh, what about the Democrats? How do you feel on that? Well, you know, I certainly think it's a horrible idea to take public money and invest in charter schools. These were supposed to be profitable schools, which we, uh, as Democrats, didn't like this whole plan of taking taxpayer dollars away from the masses to benefit the very few. Well, now it appears as though these charter schools are not profitable, so we want to throw some more state money at that. I, I think the public should be uh, concerned deeply about that proposal, and I think that money should stay in the public schools. And I do appreciate what the governor said about public schools. I just wish that we would focus more on the dollars going to public schools. You don't want to outlaw school choice completely. No, we don't want to outlaw it completely. And, and we understand the value of a parent being able to choose for their child. However, when the governor comes out, we appreciate him saying he wants education to be the centerpiece. Well, it's time we start doing. And with the money that we're spending elsewhere, we need to make meaningful pay raises for our teachers, which is so important to us. But also we have found with the Hope Scholarship, there has been dollars, taxpayer dollars, that is leaving our state today, Randy, to go fund Ohio, PA, Maryland, with these private schools, that is money leaving our public education system. We heard a lot of announcements, LG, Amazon's here. What good are these jobs if we are not helping our children to have a brighter future through our educational system?
That was House Minority Leader Sean Hornbuckle and Senator Mike Caputo speaking with Randy Yoey for the legislature today. To hear the rest of that discussion, visit our website at wvpublic.org and tune in every Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. on both radio and television for the legislature today. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 7.52. Mostly cloudy and breezy today, a chance of rain in the afternoon, highs in the 40s and 50s. Rain tonight, then a chance of snow showers with lows in the 20s and 30s. Windy tomorrow with rain and snow, highs in the 30s. Support for WVPB is provided by Extreme Networks, providing customer-driven networks with a diverse range of solutions and local support in West Virginia. Online at ExtremeNetworks.com. Our song of the week is Willie Mays is Up at Bat, which comes from Chuck Prophet's undeniably catchy 2012 album Temple Beautiful. This performance also marked Prophet's 10th appearance on the show. To celebrate this monumentous occasion, like all of our 10th timers, Prophet was awarded an official mountain stage jacket with Chuck stitched across the front pocket. One, two... I hear the church bells ring Willie Mays is up and back I hear the crowd going wild All he did was touch his hand Meanwhile, Carol Dona Stood up and said I won't be ignored She showed him everything she had Then she showed him all a little more Jones in his temple on Gary Street, right next to one new ground. Jim, he walked right up to Bill, clicked his heels, he said, Now I think you know who I am. Meanwhile, Bugs and Dabba Duck were hitching up the coast to Pismo Beach. While over in the Tonkin Gulf, the Navy took a hit, or so it seemed. Yeah, it's three out and two out under the light. Nobody knows who make it home tonight. And 
Marcel said, please don't go Don't leave me here alone to make a stand She looked so faded in the twilight Down where the breakers meet the sand Now somebody said to Laughing Sal Hey Laughing Sal Just what you laughing at? It's three hours and two hours under the light. Nobody knows who make it home tonight. That was all so long ago. There's always somebody else to be against And the only thing we know for sure is Willie always did swing for the fence Yeah! It's three out and two out under the light Nobody knows who make it home tonight That was Chuck Prophet performing Willie Mays is up at bat on the mountain stage. To hear the full performance and more, tune in Saturdays at 6 and Sundays at noon right here on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from Shepherd University. Our Appalachia Health News Project is made possible with support from CAMC and Marshall Health. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Heaney, Caroline McGregor, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, and Randy Yowie. Eric Douglas is our news director, and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.